This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The standoff over a veto override dispute during the state legislature's sudden adjournment earlier this year continued in a Helena courtroom on Thursday. Montana's counties and two conservation groups accused the governor's office of procedural trickery in how a widely supported bill died by his veto without an opportunity for lawmakers to overturn it. Republican Governor Greg Gianforti's attorney contended the procedural question is a gap that ought to be addressed by the legislature through rules and statute rather than the courts. Lewis and Clark County District Court Judge Mike Menahan did not rule at the end of Thursday's hearing, but said the case posed an especially interesting question to consider. On May 2nd, the state legislature was headed towards its 90-day deadline, with millions of dollars in tax policies still unresolved, and with the state budget not yet finalized. Senate Minority Leader Pat Flowers, the Democrat from Belgrade, found an opportune moment on the Senate floor to call for adjournment. It is an undebatable procedural motion. Ten Republicans joined Senate Democrats to approve the motion. The House of Representatives, however, carried on with its own business down the hall. Late in the session, Senate Bill 442, sponsored by multi-Republican Mike Lang, had picked up a consensus across both aisles and in both chambers with 130 of 150 legislators' approval. The proposal would retool the distribution of sales tax revenues from Montana's recreational cannabis program to expand funding for conservation, funding county road repairs, and in other areas of high outdoor recreation use. Gianforti vetoed the bill, saying, the state should not be picking up the tab for local costs. The Senate was unaware of the veto when it adjourned, meaning it could no longer act to override the veto. While the veto was not relayed by the staff to lawmakers in the Senate, the House officially learned of the veto hours later. Plaintiffs say the question is whether the legislature is in session when one chamber has ended, but the other remains at work. The Gianforti administration says that the legislature was in session, and therefore the Senate missed its opportunity to override his veto. The plaintiffs say the opposite, saying the Constitution talks about the legislature as one body that can't properly function without its two parts. At a public hearing in Bozeman, Recently, business owners told Fish, Wildlife, and Parks that the agency needs to give greater weight to tourism when it makes wolf hunting rules. Jim Bell of Bozeman said a wolf close to Yellowstone National Park has great economic value. The Sierra Club's Nick Grivak added, This plan makes it very clear that there is a goal, and the goal is to kill as many wolves as we can as fast as we can. FWP managers pushed back on that. Brian Wakeling, the FWP Game Management Bureau chief, said 
the direction has been to reduce it, but not below this level. There are some real sideboards here. While FWP estimates that Montana needs at least 450 wolves to maintain 15 breeding pairs of the animals, managers insist there's no peak harvest number because of factors such as disease or changes in prey population and other environmental factors. A proposed $80 million sports and entertainment complex would reshape Lewis and Clark County fairgrounds and the county itself. But those behind the proposal say hefty public investment is necessary. The Helena Regional Sports Authority, composed of a six-member board, has been working to get the project off the ground since Carroll College closed its swimming pool to the public in 2015. What began as a need for an indoor swimming pool has evolved over the years, expanding into a sports and entertainment mecca tentatively called the Ark, complete with an Olympic-sized lap pool, basketball courts, an indoor turf field, classrooms, and a 9,000-seat arena capable of hosting state sports tournaments and touring entertainment acts. Quote, it's just an idea right now, but the effect this would have on the Helena community, I don't know that you could even gauge it. That's Lewis and Clark County Fairgrounds manager Kevin Tenney. Tenney said since he was hired to manage the fairgrounds nearly a decade ago, it's been his goal to expand the facility's offerings. He says the fairgrounds has no ability to grow as it stands. It's booked solid with programming for the next year. Tenney says the only availability for anyone wanting to host an event at the fairgrounds is the week of Christmas. Quote, I have to say no to people because we don't have the space available. We're pretty stagnant with the facilities we have, end quote. Paul Landis sits on the Helena Regional Sports Association board and said the partnership with the fairgrounds has greatly expanded the scope of the proposal. Tenney says the inclusion of added indoor courts and the arena would generate enough revenue to make the facility self-sustaining. Demonstrating that to the public will be important because the facility's $80 million price tag would require a voted mill levy. Ultimately, it would come down to Lewis and Clark County Commissioners. Despite the current climate of rising property taxes and the potential for additional public safety and school district mill levies, Landis says local taxpayers have an appetite for a facility like the ARC. He noted that Lewis and Clark Public Health reports 10% of the county is physically disabled and that those people need a place to recreate. He says Montana's VA recreational therapy program needs space. Several organizations have offered to contribute additional funding to raise a cash reward for information on a wolverine killed illegally northwest of Wisdom in November. That's according to a release from FWP. Donating organizations include 
the Animal Defense Fund, Trap Free Montana, Skyline Sportsman in Butte, the Center for Biological Diversity, and the FWP's TIPMONT program. The combined reward offered now from these organizations is $21,500. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 53 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, and 33 countries on six continents. We also post the expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.